Hey everybody, this is Jack Callahan, and you are listening to 400 Floor. Today we're going to do something a little bit different, uh, and instead of a new interview, what today's episode is, is a compilation of some of the best tour stories from the previous podcasts, including some that have not uh, made the final cuts of the episodes. So uh, you're getting a little bit of bonus material today, and I hope you enjoy. Like I remember on like the Emeralds tour, Birds of Delay did, you know, in like what, 2007, which Zach booked actually, which was bonkers actually when you think about it. Anyway, um, you know, you get to like Michigan and like there'd be like literally five people there. Like you play (laughs) at the Warfighter's house and like Grey would jam and like there's like five people there. Yeah, who weren't playing. Yeah, it would yeah. be like Ray, these were Ray, the gig, yeah, know. or like the, the Lamb's Bread basement, you know, like same thing, five people, five people, you know? like, yeah. like, yes. like Cincinnati. When, like, that was probably one of the first times we properly hung out with Spencer Ye. Yeah, oh my god, that was really crazy. Cause yeah, like, can, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, that just was just that ongoing joke when we were doing that tour because it would be like driving around you're like okay let's go to the roughest part of like the roughest craziest part of the any city you're gonna play a gig there you're not gonna get any money (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly describing the american diy tour very well i do seem to remember though we did all right on that tour i think we we kind of surprised ourselves like by the end of it you know um we kind of managed to like sell a bit of merch or whatever and you know that there there were actually some really good shows along the the way as well. This is this is the Emeralds tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if uh, Steve, if, if you uh, heard the the John Elliott Mike Pollard podcast, but John said that's the Birds of Delay Emeralds tour was the most fun he's ever had on tour. That was yeah. on the yeah Birds With and Emeralds Birds tour. of Delay. That was Emeralds? the most oh, fun I've Birds ever had on a tour in my whole life. So I'm curious uh, to to learn. Uh, more about what particularly made that fun. Yeah, no, that was a really funny tour. Because also, like, we'd met Emeralds the year before at, at No, no fun. fun. Yes. Basically, I was with James Ferraro, and we were bumming cigarettes. And then, <laughs> I mean, surprise, but, like, we were walking around, like, trying to bum a cigarette from people. And then these people were really high on acid. They were like, thank you for existing. And then we were like, <laughs> okay, cheers. And then it turns out that they were emeralds later on. And, um, <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, and that was like their first tour. And um, yeah, it was just crazy. Anyways, we were playing in Cincinnati and basically like a crack den. No, it was next door. It was like um, an art space, but like there was that one flyer. <laughs> God, it was like one flyer advertising the gig and it was like facing inwards. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, Jesus Christ. And I just remember it was like, I mean, you know, you'd like arrive and then people would be like, we can help you unload. Uh, and like, obviously it was all people in this den. And we're like, no, it's okay. We're all right. And then, I mean, you know, it's like you're not going to make a song and dance about it, but you're like, no, it's okay. And then they'll be like, oh, you're English. And then you're like, yep. And they'll be like, what are you doing here? And then like, you'd be like, God, I mean, this is such a crazy story, isn't it? So you just be like, we're playing noise music. We make cassettes and we're from England. Like, because you're like, how, how's anyone going to pass that? Yeah, it's like, so, hope that works out for you. And then they just thought it was, people just thought it was hilarious. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And they were like, so what are you into? And I was like, it's kind of like rock and roll, but like noisy. But anyway, I just remember like we'd be DJing on iPods afterwards and yes. playing like Captain Beefheart. And I remember this woman ran in and she started dancing with me to Captain Beefheart. And I think she was coming on to me and I was like, oh, little teen, <laughs> ain't going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> but it was quite fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember that really long drives on that tour. Yeah, um, just the being typical very Midwest. Stoned. Yes. Yeah, but it was really interesting to go through that Rust Belt because... Was that, that was the like first the, time you had been? To yeah. that part, yeah. To that we'd part. Only, yeah. We'd only ever been to, like, New York New before. York, yeah. So 
to go there was really different because I don't know, like you like it was really quite bleak actually. <laughs> but like, still is, this, yeah. Yeah, but in this kind of interesting way of like I just felt like, wow, you really are seeing the real America or whatever. Yeah. And um I yeah, it was quite remember, eye-opening. Like, I mean, we, yeah, yeah, like, it was quite bleak, but also, like, I mean... Like Baltimore, you know, like, I remember... Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, West, West Baltimore bank, is still... Yeah. Well, yeah. the bank was crazy because, again, you know, like, you're in... You know, like, we, me and Luke would go to, like, the the liquor store or whatever, and they'd just be like, why... There was a liquor you? store across the street from it. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, like, it's like, again, me and Luke, two, like, white British guys, and they'd be like, what are you doing here? And uh, they're like, what, what the hell are you doing here? And we'd be yeah, like, especially being, I mean, already being white and being walking British, around there and then being British yeah. on top of that. They're probably like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, and then, again, you just have to be like, oh, I was playing noise music. And they're just, I mean, people would just laugh. But they're, yeah. it was kind of a way to, like, not deal with a bit, you know what I mean? Just for like, for people to have an understanding or like, cause then people just leave you alone. Cause they just think you're funny. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, that's a good, it's a disarming, you know, technique. Cause uh, like, you know, like, obviously, well, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not like, they have, they have problems. We, we'll, we'll leave them alone. Yeah. They were just like, God, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, anyway, it was funny, but anyway, we were like, Oh god, yeah. There was some I'd say Philadelphia was pretty gnarly too. Yeah, DC. what was up with oh, the, yeah, Philly, the Philadelphia was, show? Yeah, that's where we we turned up, and then a girl was, had been like thrown out of a fucking car. Yeah, Do you remember well, she'd, she'd been pulled into a car from the street, stabbed, and then thrown out, and then the car just drove off. So uh, we arrived, um, and there was like police there, and yeah, it was kind of a bit like. But you know, like we drove, we drove up baked in like yeah. West Philly or whatever and then you know the police stopped our car and we're like whoops and then they were like did you just see what happened we we're like no we've just arrived and then they told us what happened we we're like Jesus Christ but we we're like also I mean obviously we can't talk because we're British you know like because <laughs> yeah. they'd be like what the fuck are you and again of course. The, the ongoing joke of the thing what are you doing here? yeah and um, so we just didn't talk and then our, you know, Emeralds talked instead. But, yeah, it was just yeah, kind Jesus. of bonkers. But, 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 um, but anyway, like, also it was our, or my, our first experience of, like, really going to, like, the Bible Belt. Yes. And you'd go to, like, petrol stations and there'd be, like, you know, like, God Squad cassettes everywhere. <laughs> or I remember, I always remember once we went to, like, a Pizza Hut and you know like us lot eating and then i remember john put on britney spears 10 times in a row on the jukebox and we left <laughs> which i thought was quite funny yeah it's, it sounds like john oh, yeah amazing we went on two tours that summer half countrywide tour and then a little break and then a full country tour. yeah we did it we did like midwest and stuff with wise blood and then oh yeah right and we came out we had this record release show that was like so crazy. Wait, why? <laughs> what was what was busted about it? A lot of shit went down. Busted. Okay, what was the? Give me, give me one, give me one, give me one story. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it was like. Or just tell me who was involved. Was honestly, you don't have to like, say anything. It was like, it was we like, could talk about. It was like a Murphy's, Murphy's Law show. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of, there was like pent up energy from like every all. Every aspect of it was like going totally off in the wrong way. <laughs> Where was it? It was at, at the bank. bank. Yeah. It was like a little mini fest. Like all of these, like mad people played. Human Beast. Yeah. Mark Lord. Yeah. Uh, Wise Blood. Female. Oh, um, damn. Shouts out. Like. Uh, Cuddler, I think, must yeah. have played. He, no, he. Um, that's when he had. Do you remember? He had the he. He played like before us, where it was like he set up in front of our thing, and he had like this Walkman CD player, but it was like not. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. like the jack wasn't working, so like no one could hear the music, and he Classic just started style. dancing, and like Dennis, like my old landlord, like yeah. just like shoved him. Right. And then. <laughs> 
Cutler just started like punching him, and they got into this like insane fight, like at oh, the foot of like man. all of our gear, because everyone was like waiting for us to play. And Cuddler, he, like, as we know, he Cutler in this era would love to, uh, when given the opportunity to play before a band, he would, uh, he would, he would take it. As we remember the notorious, <laughs> the, no, the shoot, the shoo shoo, the performance, yeah, yeah. dance bef- he yeah. danced before shoo shoo, yeah, that rock. So it's another story. Yeah. yeah, he danced before us. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn! But so the en- already it was a uh, chaotic, chaotic. I think energy. Christopher played and like his MPC broke and like it deleted everything on it. Oh, God. And then he just poured like his whiskey all over it and like threw it on the ground, like smashed it to pieces. That was that like the right. first. That was the first. Like person, omen. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. And Damn. then it just like yeah. devolves from there. But, yeah. It's really crazy. And then the next morning I had to take my car back to New York to get it uh like registered or something like that or yeah. inspected before we went on tour. And I fucking crashed on the Jersey Turnpike. Oh. Ezra's little brother. Yeah. And Ben Cudler. Yeah. I remember that. I car like that week. Oh, God. Yeah, I got in the car like that week and I crashed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, So then we had to do this like crazy um, like rental car shuffle, which ended up totally working and we didn't have to like, we didn't, we were able to go on tour. um, Yeah. And it's like catch up to our itinerary. Oh, crazy. So you had to miss the first couple gigs, classic. We we had to camp because the first leg was like this weird, like south, but mostly like Florida shows. And we kind of had to, we canceled like most of them, but but then not all. So our first show is in Tampa. So we had to just drive from here. Just drive like 20 hours to Tampa. Well, you guys are notorious for, you guys uh, are cancel happy in the first place. So, you know. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's in the past, though. Oh, <laughs> damn! So you played. So you played Tampa with at Cy- Cyborg City. It was the previous place that like Josh and I think Sean lived at. Yeah, and that was when you first um, met Carlos pre yeah. moving to Providence. Yeah, yeah, two thousand ten. So then you met up with Christopher at a certain point, and then you did we like met a, him in L.A. and drove back with him. Right, you drove. So up, we drove so out. Like, yeah. We did like little kind of like legs yeah we did this first bit like we also forgot that we we got the date wrong of our nashville show so like after we missed we after we like had to straight up cancel we then like were driving back and we're like people like hit us up like yeah you fucking didn't show up whatever and we were like in st louis yeah that's when we met josh oh yeah but it was like it was all Damn. on accident. Damn. It was really bad. Damn. <laughs> Gotta blame it on that. Blame it on the blame it on the weed, bro. <laughs> Gotta blame it on the weed. <laughs> blame it on yeah. Something. Definitely the weed. But yeah. <laughs> Damn. It was it wasn't you know, we were just kinda of figuring out how to do certain stuff. Just but, kids. Um, just kids having fun. Just a couple kids. But uh that's the rumor. The rumor. That's how the rumor started that we were fifteen and didn't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, it's like we our grandma's got, car. Yeah. Our <laughs> yeah, like you crap. Mark Mark crashes the car, <laughs> but then like gets another car. That's cool. It's well, actually t- insane that we did that whole tour in the rental car because it was also really shitty. That must have been expensive though to drive the rental car no, across oh, the country. It was. It was it was covered because I had like insurance, oh, whatever, for yeah, like yeah. certain type of like, uh, you know, what is it called? Like impact or whatever. When you right. could, like, I could get a rental car as long as the car was like not fixed yet, like the existing car. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and like a replacement. So, like, we were like, tr- we just kind of like gambled that it wouldn't be that. Like, we had if if we were in like California and the fucking car was ready. Then they would start charging us per they day, charging me for the rental car per day, and we were like on tour at that point. So we just like took the like the risk or whatever, and fucking got back from a month long tour, and the car was like three days away from being like we still we made it, but like just just barely. <laughs> That's and insane. So we didn't pay at all. 
<laughs> it was super lucky, and we rolled wow. back in with fucking like you know, like nine thousand miles on this rental car. Yeah, exactly. You're not putting miles really on your insane. own car. That's actually insane. Um, which does mean it took over a month for your car to be fixed, which is also insane. But yeah, well, normally that would probably be like a problem, but for us yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, you're like <laughs> keep up the good work. Wait, yeah. so I remember. Okay, so just like the I remember some story about playing in Portland. And then I've, and then if, if you feel like telling the story of, uh, North Dakota to Iowa, I would, or North Dakota to Minneapolis to Iowa, I would be very curious to, to hear that again. What was the Portland thing? I don't remember the port. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe I'm <laughs> conflating, but I just remember something with like, maybe it was like, was Jeff there? And it's like Jeff and Christopher or something. I don't, I might Jeff just be conflating that. There. Maybe there wasn't anything yeah. notable. I remember when well, you can skip that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, so can you tell the story about what happened? Uh, some, it was the, the, some serious road dog type behavior. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like mostly it would be like Forgus's like story to tell, but, um, True. he got, he we got pulled over and he was driving and um we actually were not like we didn't smoke weed uh wow really at that time <laughs> yeah Damn. for the record we didn't okay respect respect at all but somebody might have I did that was with weed. us i did smoke weed once we smoked weed once on that tour on that trip Damn. it was so crazy yeah that was in Northern California on the that, way to Portland. That was on the way to Portland, yeah. It was Shasta, baby. And I remember I was like, <laughs> right, we were like right by Mount Shasta. And I was like driving like so slow. And I was like, this is great. Like, you don't have to drive fast. This is fine. <laughs> Just driving like 40 miles an hour on like the interstate. Um, and it took us like 13 wow. hours. To well, it takes a long time. But yeah, it took us 13 hours. We got to the show so late. <laughs> Jack Gilbert had been doing like, um, you know, like a uh, spoken word, like intro possibly for hours when we got there. I remember that too, because I was like driving through the mountains and I was like, I was just like, yeah, going like 20 miles per hour, like so scared, but also like, so like, this is so, this is so good. It was really chill. It's like a good way. It's a good eye opening thing. Cause that's true. It's like all these speed demons everywhere. I'm drinking water from Mount Shasta right now. Wow. Damn. Whoa. Whoa. This is from Erewhon? <laughs> yeah, the Erewhon water is from Mount Shasta. Damn, respect. Damn. Uh, so we got pulled over in, in um, you know, Fargo. Oh. And it was like something out of Fargo, honestly. But, um, <laughs> no, I don't know. But they, it was, uh, but we, someone got arrested we they pulled they got the they got the canine and everything god damn and so well, we also were we, like they came up on the car and we're like we're gonna search you we're gonna bring the canine unit or whatever and we were like surely that's like a bluff like yeah. and, we're, <laughs> yes. and we were like cool yeah we consent you know yeah. And then they just Or it was because we didn't consent to a search, then they are like, Okay, if you don't consent to a search, that's fine, but we will get the canine. Yeah. And yeah. like go around the perimeter of the car with the canine oh and all the fucking windows are open. Oh my god. But and, so and we like can't show raise up with them. the dog. Yeah. And yeah, the dog had, shows up like ten seconds. When they had later. the dog, they also like they handcuffed all of us and put us into separate like police cars. <laughs> oh my god. It's like so insane. Like not like to think of this was like yeah. this is ten, like ten years ago. Like that's so crazy to think about now. I mean, it is it's still it still is that way. Like in some places in like the Midwest. There's weird yeah. things about it that I don't really get how it worked because like we went to like visit Christopher in jail. <laughs> yeah, and we God, talked. Yeah. We talked to our boys through the glass. We talked through, him the, through the glass. Wow. But it was like, how did it happen that fast? Wait, that's crazy. Well, it wasn't like... But it's yeah, like, I it guess it's because like, it's such a small place that it's just like that you can... Because it's like if you got arrested in New York to get it to would the... take like a day for processing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so like... We just drove up there and just talked. Because I also think he had his phone and he was like texting us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, basically, like, you just, like, followed the cop car, and you're just like, yeah, he's in jail now. Did you, like, did you go and play? Did you go and play the, the show that night? Yeah. Yeah, I just... He was like, go, go yeah, play we, without me. We had to. We were at the plate, when we were, like, talking to him through the glass, we were like, you know, we're just going to wait here till you get out, like, get a hotel, whatever. And he was like... No, like you have to go to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's road <laughs> and dog. he hadn't like he had booked the show. Like we didn't know anyone. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like him being like, you have to go play the show to like because these guys booked it. Damn. Well, no, I think he just was like, go on without me. But like, oh then, really? <laughs> then we like got we got there and like it was in Minneapolis and we got yeah. there super late because all this stuff had happened. Yeah, and everyone was just like waiting for us. Like, oh they, god, they I hate that play. feeling. They didn't play. No, but it was kind of like really nice. Show oh wow! Oh weird. This is the other yeah. thing that I feel like I don't. We I did Cole book it. Like Do you remember? It. Yeah, it was Cole. Yeah, yeah. But I just this is like a, a reveal. But like, <laughs> I just remember that we had like the best time ever. And, yeah. like, the show was really good, and we stayed up to, like, whatever, all night long with the people that booked the show, like, doing karaoke and stuff after and just, like, Classic. had the best time. Yeah. And then when we went to meet Christopher, when he finally got out of, like, Which, jail, He took the bus down to he Iowa, took the right? Bus to Iowa, it's yeah. insane. And, and, like, he had been in for, like, two nights, I think? Or God damn. Yeah, it was, like... Something like two days. And he asked, and he was like, how is the show? And we were like, it was like, whatever. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we're just trying to be like, you didn't miss anything. Like, it was Joba. Our car broke down like three days before that show. Yeah. And we were supposed to go up to like New York to play some shows. Um, I mean, we played a show in Baltimore at some bar with like Telebam, actually. Oh, wow. That was like the first time that I met Matt Motel. And yeah. Telebam and some other, these other guys in different bands. <laughs> we stayed like a night at Tarantula Hill and then we stayed a night at this guy, Nick, who he plays, he's a drummer. I yeah. think you know that guy. I forgot his last name though. He lives in New York now. He does like math. Like metal drumming. Oh, what does his last name begin with an M? I think so. Or Nick something. Mill of Nah. I have to think about this. Yeah, but. Yeah. Oh, Nick Podgurski. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 we yeah, stayed yeah, yeah. with him. Oh, I know. Yeah, Nick's great. Uh, yeah. And then we went back to Tarantula Hill, and because there was a show there, and we were so still waiting funny. for our car to get fixed, and that's when Jeff Jeff's like noise supergroup. Uh, Wait, like, is that Men Who Can't Love? Yeah, the Men Who Can't Love. That was guys. the Men Who Can't Love. Yeah, where, the men who can't where there's love, yeah. the video of the Providence show. I have to watch that. I haven't. Seen, I don't know if I've ever seen. That. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like in, it's actually like insane. That's like funny. document of like like people like will look back like in like a thousand years. Yeah. and be like. This is what like human civilization. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like, it's like huh, incredible. This was considered music. Yeah, like, yeah, so exactly. we can extrapolate from this evidence that humans were fucking ridiculous. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But who was playing? Like, so for those well, we, who don't Juice know, Box. The- Juice Box was playing in oh, Baltimore. Yeah. It was yes. Juice Box. Frankie Martin. That was the first time I met I think, Juice Box. Wow! Shout out Juice Box. I think Frankie Martin was playing. Frankie show? Martin and who's uh, Frankie Martin? I'm not. She's thinking. like a visual artist. Okay. She was kind of involved with like I don't know like. Paper rad people, and okay, like, yeah. you know, associated. Wow, but so Juicebox was also on tour. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I completely. Oh, wait. And also, now I remember Dre Skull, the oh, yeah. producer, he was yeah. in this group. I forgot what they're called, with this other woman. And they performed also. It was like some weird, like, it was playback. Kind of insane show. Dancing, Amazing. singing over playback wow. kind of shit. And so we met, <laughs> we met Darren and Sean and ryan and andy because their car their van was broken down right yeah and we ended up like talking to them and and sean for yeah, a lot sean of was night. like kind of the one who did all the socializing he's right. like I, he was very interested in talking to you guys about music it's and stuff. about music yeah well especially after the performance i imagine so but i i want to paint the picture so for those who those who are listening and aren't familiar with was it was it just one time tour the men who can't it was like the men who can't love i think we tour we no, might have no, no, tried no. to tour twice there's that dvd yeah that was a different tour right yeah okay that was with gator surprise whoa 
throwback because he wasn't on that tour i think we toured twice yeah i think so, there was a second tour because he just was, played in it iowa was city later. can tour. you describe what the like concept like the tour like the performance concept was for men who can't love which yeah, we, is also one of the greatest names in all, like music <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just we had these two like enormous um speakers this pair of speakers and so they had to have been like how tall do you think those were like i don't remember what they looked four like. feet tall i mean those were like yeah i remember them being like absurdly big they're like very tall like classic style where you're touring in like a van and you like yeah you and tour a truck. with the pa we yeah. tour with the pa they're yeah they're probably on it how tall is that jack the clipshorns are about that's probably like three feet tall, no four feet maybe okay anyway that's so they're probably feet. like four feet tall and we had a pair of um and there was probably like four or five, maybe even six of us. Yep. And we would just set up everything all at once. And then we would kind of just like scrub through everybody's set. You <laughs> so know? everybody would play solo. Everybody would play solo. Yeah, I think the whole minutes. No, 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 no. It would all wrap up with like Everybody would play hour, solo for minutes. like a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like one person would go and then they would play and then they would unplug the like quarter inch cables and then they would hand them to the next mixer and that person would just be ready to go and then yeah. and like so on and so forth. Yeah. And so it would probably be like, a six seven minute long set yeah. <laughs> for like six people you know it's really amazing yeah and it was like really loud obviously and some yeah. who was playing like the like modified guitar was my brother Greg? was playing the modified yeah, yeah, guitar yeah, that was yeah, cool yeah, yeah. That. that's pretty really cool cole had some weird shit going on too i remember oh yeah yeah everyone had like the were pretty unique from each other it was cool it was yeah, very distinct yeah it was Wait, pretty so, diverse so who, so who is in men who can't love also for those who might know i mean I, i'll feel bad if i don't get this right but like it was my brother myself matt cole I, maybe to me and kyle as well but are they may have had their own See, I don't even, I kind of feel bad if I can't remember this. I don't think anyone's going to. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and please, that, call, please call in if you do feel bad. Uh, but that, that was like the gist of like the crew of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was the first time I met Darren and Sean and all those guys. So then at that point, wait, so this was like 2006? Uh, it's probably before that. Uh, no, yeah, that was like my first like tour. That was I went to Iowa City in two thousand four, so it was been two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah. So at that point, was that your first big tour with Raccoon? Yeah, that was like the first time I was able to travel the U.S. That wasn't yeah. like seeing family. Yeah, so totally. that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the first tour, and then we ran into Jeff and the whole crew again, like. A few days later, like on Bedford Avenue. That's right. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you made it up to New York eventually. Yeah, the, the car got fixed. The van got fixed eventually. We went up to play in New York and then like going upstate to like Albany or whatever. It broke down again and then the tour got scrapped. <laughs> oh, God. And then we saw you guys yeah. just on the streets by coincidence. Yeah, yeah. You guys were just hanging out on the street and we were walking down. I mean, yeah. I kind of felt like when I saw you guys the the second time in New York, I was like, oh, I'm going to like be friends with these people. I don't know. I just yeah. kind of yeah. like understood that. Totally. Yeah, One of the please. first raccoon tours, or I think it was maybe the first, we had bought this giant Econoline van um, that was really crappy. It was terrible. Yeah. And when my dad saw it before we left on tour, he was just kind of like, oh, good luck. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? And so we, I was actually in this public art exhibition in Baltimore that was put on by Hana Fushihara, who I talked about earlier, Little Cakes Gallery. Yeah. And it included like people, like Deer Raindrop was in it and like people, Joe Grillo, yeah, yeah. like people like that from that yeah. world. And it was these weirdo public sculptures. And I had actually yeah. had my sculpture in the van that I was taking to install at this oh show in Baltimore. <laughs> and so the, as soon as we left Iowa City, we were all kind of like, I remember Andy was driving and it was kind of like, yeah, hopefully we make it. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and that tour had a lot of disastrous things happen. The tour ended with us breaking down in upstate New York at Lake George. Oh, the actual man. Lake George and like living in the woods. And we had to like, <laughs> we had no way home literally because we were too young to rent a car affordably. Yeah. And we had all this oh, gear. Man. Anyways, but oh. I remember 
when we were in Baltimore for a few days and our car broke down, it was breaking down on the way to Baltimore. And like, I ended up on the phone with Hana Fushihara and we talked, I was like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Our van's already breaking down. And she's like, just go straight to Baltimore and, and call. And this is before I had booked a show for him in Iowa city or anything. I think she's like, call, um, twig from nautical almanac i'll give you his number Amazing. i think you yes. could stay at their house i'll call them Amazing. and i you know i knew their band and stuff but i was like we were, we were intimidated you know we we're like younger and we we're like still a little bit green at that point in a lot of ways and totally. so we drive to tarantula hill which is their where they live this warehouse venue etc and ended up staying with them and i remember like ringing the doorbell and like twig harper coming downstairs and it was just like and it's a really blown out part of baltimore and stuff and just like a lot of it was just like amazing but also really intimidating and like they're totally nice and it was amazing they let us stay there but we're also like way younger than them and stuff and way more green to the like certain aspects of the scene we were starting to operate it in and so it was just it was just really interesting and like super memorable and i just remember like twig seeming like he was and i'm tall i'm like six four but him seeming like he was seven foot tall and just like you know he just had such like he's like the king of the weirdos you know like in a positive way but and also in a way that was intimidating and um you know and they they're just banned and stuff and their vibe had like this intensity to it and so we ended up staying there and then like i got my stuff to the art show and like we were kind of in baltimore for a few days and we met Joe Grillo from Deer Raindrop, who I haven't kept in touch with over the years, but, you know, we're really into their artwork and thought it was amazing. So that was cool. And then we ended up playing at Tarantula Hill a few days later, which was originally planned. I mean, that was part of the tour. And on that tour was Men Who Can't Love, which is a crew from L.A. of all these L.A. younger dudes doing solo noise sets. And... I didn't really know about them. I knew about some of the LA stuff. I didn't really know specifically about them because we had known like the wives, no age guys and like had had become familiar with some of the LA stuff percolating at that time. Um, And I think we had, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's other stories around this, but at that show, a bunch of the people in men who can't love who had, had dropped off the, tour and they're riding around in this little truck and jeff witcher who we've mentioned who's your good friend jack um was at that show and he was performing and i'll just never forget and his brother greg also played and then um i think cole yeah cole played and then uh matt privy seals played yep yep and i just remember there's a a video uh there's a video of the providence show on on youtube it's a i think it's a six minute long video yeah of the the four of them playing yeah (laughs) yeah and i remember jeff's set being like really intense it was super short and really good and i have polaroids from that show i think of everybody oh my god we gotta see those but um but I remember talking to Jeff, which are outside and I was just like, I had this feeling and I'm not like, I'm not like a, you know, I don't, whatever. I, I just had this feeling like I'm going to know this guy for a long time. There's like something about this where like, I'm going to know this guy for a long time. Like, and Jeff is a, we all know this. Jeff is a really charismatic person. Like he has a lot of charms. Um, but like, you know, you know, you fast forward like a year or something or even less. He's like literally living in my basement, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, in Iowa City, which was yeah. wild. But I remember we talked to them and we were all like, they're like, I remember Jeff and his brother talking about how, yeah, man, like we're going to we're going to go up to New York and we're probably just going to have to find jobs and like stay in the stay in the truck <laughs> until we can get enough money to get back to <laughs> the West Coast. <laughs> and oh then we were, God. you know, we were in a dissimilar boat that much, but we were like yep. and we had these plans. We were all, we were going to meet up with those dudes in New York and kick it, you know, because we just, yes. you know, we we just got along with them right away and we're all around the same age. And I feel like we were oh. all kind of had this similar energy and stuff, although we were really nice to each other and those guys i think were all like kind of brutal to each other trying to like <laughs> like fuck with each other every sabotage way, each yeah. other every day you know yeah. um but anyways like i mean we you know we would have our inner band spats i remember andy and i would butt butt heads sometimes but i feel like it was more because we were like weirdly like actual brothers in a way and had kind of grown up together in a lot of ways but 
Yeah, we they are in New York, and we never showed up because we broke down in upstate, and we're just stranded there, oh, and man. had yeah. no way home, and all this stuff. And and Ryan, did you almost get busted for panhandling? I tried to sell our T-shirts in the parks, and the cops came, and they, it was like ten minutes later. It was like a like a parody where they were just like, "You can't do this," and I was just like, "Okay." Uh, yeah, that was that after was, during was a, during the whole time in Baltimore. One. Like we had tried to get our van fixed, and like Twig just had us take it to like an AutoZone parking lot where these freelance mechanics would work on stuff. So we got it fixed there a little bit, but this yeah, van yeah. was just faded for the junkyard, you know, in upstate. Do you remember yeah. though, Sean? After that, we we got stuck in Baltimore again on the same tour with the van, and we got we stayed at the Taliban guy's house. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember was, that a little bit. It was so hot and they were remodeling it, so it was just torn apart and we just sat on their couch sweating. And the reason I really remember it oh. is cuz we watched Even Dwarves Started Small. And so it was <laughs> yes. like so it was like driving us insane as and the other big thing was they had this dog that was on the most insane diet where they just fed it like raw chicken and garlic. And so this oh, dog was that? just like did 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 Rick from the New Flesh live there? Oh, maybe that's oh, what I'm thinking of. And Rick yeah. Weaver, yeah, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. went on to do Form a Log with like Ren and band yeah, yeah. yeah, but like it was just this dude, this sweating on this couch in Baltimore in the summer with like yep. no AC, watching that movie, and like the dog just sitting there breathing garlic. Uh, I, could, I, I remember it because I could not eat garlic for like a couple of years. Oh, man. And then we still went on to break down in upstate New York. And we were lucky. We called Sean's girlfriend at the time, Sarah, and our friend, my roommate, Ryan, also named Ryan. Good friend of ours went, still. Yeah. 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 They went and picked up, I think it was Andy Spore's parents' minivan. So like two people went to somebody's parents' house they don't know, borrowed a minivan, and drove like 24 hours straight. Yep. To pick us up. And then yeah. turn and around then and turn drive around. 24 hours straight back. <laughs> yeah, totally. But oh, oh. also, meanwhile, Andy and I had to, we were like, okay, well, what do we do with our van? We're like, I guess we could scrap it. So we find yeah. a scrapyard and we go. And it was like, I mean, out of a movie. Like just this guy <laughs> on a tractor with like a pistol on his hip. And he's like, he's like, well, I'd love to give you some money for it. But, and then he said some, you know, just like some slurs that shouldn't be repeated. You know what I mean? And he's like, but you know, you can't basically the only thing that's worth any money are the tires. And so he gave us $50. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that you're being completely honest about all of this. Yeah. And so he gave us 50 bucks. And we were just oh. like terrified. And then also we accidentally left our merch in the van, which was cool too. <laughs> He's like, finally the big, big payback, big cash out for me. Yeah. But that oh, was man. definitely, it was a, it was a moment. That's for sure. We'd already been, we'd just done a few tours at that point between the different bands. And we'd already been on like through major disasters. And then we're just like, yep, we're just going to do this for like another 10 years beyond this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just do this well, over and over again. I was obsessed with Black Flag at the time. And in, in this, the way that Sean mentioned, because of like the torturous tours, you're just like, <laughs> We're doing you it know, right because we're like it. we're breaking <laughs> yeah. like we did something right because we're breaking down or like sleeping on the dirtiest floor you've ever found yeah. or whatever. You yeah. know? No, exactly. The, the the history of America is just like people moving around and like weird stuff happening and just like enduring in a way like felt like tapping into that sort of into this like drifting in this like underbelly of America or like this underground thing. And you're just like, yep. you know, as much of about like, so I remember all these like bad, like negative experience, like negative experiences that were weirdly like, they're like simultaneously kind of like bum me out and burn me out definitely over time. But at yep. the same time, they were like so formative. And like, like we said, when Jeff, you know, Witcher moved to Iowa city, like when we started doing wet hair, we did a lot of tours with Jeff. And we, you know, we had a tour of Jeff and this band Talk Normal from New York, where we're we're in oh, yeah. their crappy van doing a West Coast tour. And we broke down so many times. And that tour, we broke down on a Navajo reservation. Wow. And this this like local mechanic, he had to cut the catalytic converter off because it had like 
melted together so the exhaust system wasn't working properly and you know we broke down multiple times on this tour and it was like really kind of miserable but just to give an example of how we wouldn't improve the circumstance i spent that tour reading cormac mccarthy's the road like during that tour to make it i guess make it extra brutal (laughs) and you know that tour ended with like towards the end like talk normal had flown back to new york to play these shows with with uh, Sonic Youth, and we were kind of assigned to drive their van over the Rockies to Salt Lake, and we Good left. Luck. Yeah, and we left Portland, and we ended up getting stranded, or to Denver actually in Wyoming. In something. Wyoming, and I remember wow. me just being like, "I guess I'll just stay with the gear and wait this out." Because we were in this town, there was like one garage that could fix the car, and it was literally in a storage unit, and that was the only mechanic. And he had like all these other cars that had broken down there to work on. And we were in this like hotel and we were the only people staying in it. And Ryan, I think you and Jeff were talking about like hitchhiking back. Well, I just, I just remember Jeff was just like, Hey man, if this is like more than a day, I'm out of here. He's like, I'm getting out of here somehow. (laughs) You know? All right, Jeff. And then we were just, I was just going to like stay with the gear or whatever. But yeah, there's this, there's this, that's just one example. There's like so many stories like that, but also just like really amazing stories where, you know, like this kid takes us to a water tower to swim in at night or whatever in San Luis Obispo or like all the friends we made all across the country and the kind of camaraderie that had. And, you know, you can go to any city and like crash with people and, you know, like, so it it really was like the whole spectrum with touring, like of the kind of a general adventure of life, you know, eventually Ren and I had to drive together all the way to California to meet the rest of those guys. And so we were like almost running out of gas. We put a couple of horrible shows. We get there and we start the trip, and the first show is in Oakland. Yeah. The first show is in Oakland, and we're, like, setting up to play, and I remember Cole was, like, you know, this was the type of band where you would try to set up your equipment yeah. before everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and because exactly. you're, like, you know, you're, like, hey, if you can't figure it out, like, it's on you That's today. on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember Cole was, like, uh, my amp's not working. And everyone was just like, good luck. Like, sorry. <laughs> and I remember, like, it was kind of incredible. I remember playing and looking over at him, and he's just playing, like, a guitar that's not plugged into an amp. <laughs> and I kind of was like, this is, this is amazing. I was yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. amazing. That's really cool. <laughs> but that's, he's still, like, fully playing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> so then, like, this other band gave us a whole, like, supply of weed cookies that we were supposed to transport up to portland they were like (laughs) they were like do not fuck with these you need to take these hand them off on portland like hand them off to this this band in portland they paid for them like blah 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 okay so we're like in the car and like the van and the drive to portland you know was like 11 hours yeah and i remember just looking back and like matt's starting to eat one of the cookies and then so then we were all like Okay, fuck it. Let's just eat these cookies and like, we'll deal with the consequences when we get Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so then I remember we eat the cookies and I'm like, yeah, nothing's going on. And then I remember looking at the floor and thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Because <laughs> It's always just like one moment to the next. Yeah. So then that happens and then we're driving. Everybody is, is having a horrible time, but Ren's not because Ren's, Ren's um, he, he was driving, so he didn't eat them. And then I just looked back and there was smoke inside of the van coming from the floor. And then I saw a flame coming out of the floor. Oh, And we were like, Ren, pull over, pull over. And so like Ren pulls over. There's like a small fire inside of the van. We run out of the van. We're standing on the side of the road. And Ren just goes up to Matt. And there's like a little hole on the thigh of Matt's pants. (laughs) And he just rips it all the way down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was pretty insane. <laughs> it was pretty insane. So then what happened with the van? So then we like, so like what happened with the van is there was some kind of like wiring connected to the battery that went below the van into the inside of the van that was hooked into like a microwave or something in the past. But that's what had caught fire. And we like took it to some guy, mechanic, and he like ripped all the shit off. 
and we like drove to Portland. We were super late to the show. We just like went down there, played for like seven minutes. And then I remember the band was like, all right, do you have those weed cookies? And Matt was like, no, nah, we don't have them. And it was just like, <laughs> they were like, what the fuck? And we're like, yeah, we don't have them. On some level, like we really built those relationships or that scene from the ground up because we didn't have immediate access to the Ann Arbor, Detroit scene. We didn't have immediate access to the Fort Thunder scene. And oftentimes when we'd show up at a place that already had a pretty established scene, mm-hmm. it wasn't a great show. Like it took a long time for to us to break build. into that sort of like, there's always yeah. kind of provincialism and like, Oh yeah. And we've got our thing. We don't need you. Um, yeah. What we found though was places that often got overlooked ended up being some of the most exciting towns to play in totally sacramento sacramento Sacramento. yeah st louis yes iowa city totally oh yeah man yeah the one the 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 jeff witcher and darren ho episode is coming out in a few and i'm i'm doing uh sean reed and ryan garbus uh next week so good yeah no yeah like some of these towns i mean we we showed up just to kind of maybe give us some long-term perspective we showed up in st louis the first time and the uh, it was a house show, and Ghost Ice was putting on the show. We yep. we it was a discovered Ghost Ice house, and it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yes. It was his parents' house yes. in this like uh, bizarre housing like like housing project uh, gated. where er- gated community. Every house looks the same. We show up. We were late because we were late, and we were just had trouble finding it it was like an early in the day show there's a barbecue his mom is barbecuing or his dad is barbecuing his mom is serving cocktails and <laughs> and there's a guy in a like full tuxedo with a saxophone looking really anxious and as soon as we show up they're the they're like you guys we got to start the show we've been waiting for you and the first opener has to go play a wedding and so he <laughs> so we without even unloading our stuff we just go down into the basement and this guy does a blistering fire music sax solo for like Pro- Dave, 20 probably minutes. dave stone i don't know who it was it was totally was it? dave stone. it was dave yeah, stone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally not, not dave scott stone from la but dave stone the sax player who played it who started the band brain transplant with chris mankowski wow. who were the first people to bring like wolf eyes and to st louis in the early thousands I, yeah, Dave's a man. I used to play with dave in high school as a i just played with him we played in st louis he always does these like he's an incredible jazz player like actual like modern jazz player in addition to the fire music stuff like but he always does like every you know every friday or set he had a like this residency at just like at a local bar called cafe manji and Holy every friday you'd, you'd go and you would just sit in and so i was in st louis on a uh friday or a saturday when he had a new thing and i went and i sat in with him we just played standards for like it was a lot dave's like the man i love him wow. so that's so sick amazing so so yeah, he he plays and blows us away and is gone. I think he literally like stops playing, runs up, shakes our hands. He's like, "I'm so sorry, I have to leave before you're set. I've got to go play a wedding." Amazing. Um, the next band is this. I don't remember who what they were called, but they were like two. I think two guys, maybe three. Yeah. They're covered in mud or like <laughs> body paint. They're Amazing. mostly naked. They're playing like logs. Scarecrow radio. Was it? Yeah, I'm like. It I'm could have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, with all all respect to them, and I am sorry that totally. I don't remember who, their, the name of their band. But you know, at some point, mom comes into the basement to see if we need snacks or drinks, and and Jeremy is like, "Mom, I told you not to come in here." <laughs> Ah, ah. Yes. <laughs> and so she embarrassingly closes the door. I don't know if she noticed that there were three naked men in the room playing oh, logs. My God. Um, Ghost Ice plays. And Ghost Ice was, I don't know if anyone ever remembers, but Jeremy was so good. He never so put anything out. He was he Dude. like I've run I have talked to so many people about Jeremy and his music. Dude. And everybody's like, oh man, he was really good. Dude, this the secret he would bring, he always had those two keyboard amp stacks, set them mm-hmm. up, you play in between them. He was one of the first people I saw who did you guys remember the like evolving from the floor core to like the keyboard stand, you know, yeah. like it's like kites, you know, whatever, like that style, and being like whoa, like, they look really cool with their little suitcase on their, like, keyboard stand. But, I, you know, his secret weapon was that, like, Boss, like, DD5 with the reverse delay on it. So he would have the, like, left channel be the dry signal, and then the right channel would be the reverse delay, like, three seconds later. But it's electronic music, so you can't tell if it's forward or 
feedback or, you know, it's like mixer feedback. And so it's just like this cloud of like this like homespun way to make variation within like analog or within like hardware pre like not using a computer, like electronic music to make this like complexity and stereo. And I rem- it was just like it blew my mind when I first saw him play when I was I've known Jeremy since he knows my parents. He knows my sister. Like oh, wow. I've known Jeremy since I was like 16 and like. Uh, yeah, but I have somewhere on a hard drive, I have a couple board stereo board recordings of him playing from like 2007. Oh, man. I gotta dig those out somewhere because he's like never released. Maybe he put out one tape somewhere. I mean, at that he, point. he's a perfect example of one of those folks who, like, if you, if you, you know, a local person who threw down for, for shows in his town or her town or their town and like maybe never got famous, but like, people who played with them knew like knew that this was someone who did something special totally um and you know i'll just i'll just say like that was our first show in st louis you know we had a great time we played to 20 people in the basement you know it was no big deal but we kept on coming back to st louis and we started playing this all ages space there you probably part center yeah absolutely (laughs) and they treated us well like they just were they were like courteous and and caring about us and and our experience but more importantly like it seemed to matter to people that we kept on coming back and it's when we did our last tour of the u.s we ended up touring the midwest and i think st louis and iowa city chicago and minneapolis were like our last four shows i think i said that was that with mouthus no, no, that was. I, I, see, did I see the one before that because I I saw you guys in two thousand seven at Lamp with Houses. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand seven, we played, we toured with Mouthus, and we played St. Louis. We didn't play St. Louis on that last on the last one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that was just. It was, I think it was just the three shows. I think it was just okay. Iowa City, Chicago, and um, Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I my memory though is just that 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 last show we played in St. Louis was really great. It was packed. Like, I remember that was really a, that was a great show. And, yeah. And honestly, like we eventually got good shows in New York City and in Chicago. <laughs> totally. Like we built we we worked our way up to that point where we could play a decent show in those towns. But that show in St. Louis was as good as any show we played anywhere else in the totally, country. Totally. It, what it comes down to is like I think we grew up understanding that what a band does is they 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 kind of this working class mentality you get in the van and you yep. tour yep. and you're not entitled to shit you yep. earn it through playing and building relationships and you do it through reciprocating right so we were putting on yep. shows for bands when they came through and we were putting out our own music but we also were putting out music for other people there was yep. and it was you know to its credit i think the noise scene in america building off of the years of tape trading and the the kind of tape exchange that happened with Europe and Japan as well, like really understood that we're not in this for fame and money. We're in this to be obsessed with other people who are obsessed. And yep. so let's do, you know, so it really was very horizontal for all of its problems. Also generally was like willing to accept people doing something weird and fucked up and, and valued people just trying things. And yep. and so I think the noise scene was super supportive, but also not a lot of bands that sounded like us or did what we did toured the way that we toured. You know, our second U.S. tour, we were opening up for Shushu. We initially met because Shushu was on their first West Coast tour, yeah. and George Chen was traveling with them because George's sister was in the band. Amazing. Oh, so funny. Yeah, so they roll up to Portland, and they're like, oh, George knows Pete. They hit me up, and they end up, like, crashing at my apartment Mm -hmm. because they were, like, sleepy. (laughs) 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 Um, But, like, we were all buddies. We, like, played – We like, Jamie lived in Seattle for a little bit, and we, like, did some tracking on Fabulous Muscles – Yes, then, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and then he asked us to, like, tour with him, and we were stoked. Um, and it was kind of funny, because it was, like, Shushu and us, and then there was a while where we were touring with uh, Nadell. Oh, yeah. Who, who's a lovely person, but, you know, she's, like, sort of, like, twee indie rock, you yeah. know? And, it's kind of an interesting fit. And then Frog Eyes. Who's Frog uh, Fat? What is Frog Eyes? They're 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 like an indie rock band. Basically. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so we were we were you know a, a little bit of a stretch for a lot of the people coming out to the shows. For sure. Um, and 
one of the, you know, I mentioned Fargo earlier. One of the shows yeah. that we played was in Fargo, and it was like at this brewery, but was an all ages show. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it was just us and Shushu, I think. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, there was a great PA. <laughs> and we just rolled in and like played and it sounded good. Yeah. And like kids were just like confused. Oh yeah. They were like, what was that? What were you doing? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> like, effective over a good PA too, you know. Yeah. With this kind of music, people forget like it's really circumstantial of like if you have a bad PA, the message does not always come through. Yes, yes. So first, you know, first show in Fargo, we're playing to like 20 kids and like none of them knew what they were getting into, but like five of them, five of them, like their world totally changed. Totally, totally. totally. (laughs) So the next time we come back, we play and like nobody comes out, but there's an opening band that's from Fargo. It's like a bunch of people playing noise. Yeah, (laughs) that didn't exist last time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it was like it it was just sort of like you know that thing where you know you see that the the progression. Yeah, totally. I think we were we were not afraid to play out of our comfort zone. Like one of my favorite shows, and I think it ended up maybe on the last live during War Crimes, Mm -hmm. um, was a a show for PDX Pop Now, which was this huge indie music, pop music festival, you know, like uh, lots of friends played it, but it was like pop music, accessible music. It was all ages in Portland. And they asked us to play in like a pretty sweet spot. And we're like, okay, but you have to provide earplugs for everybody. Like that's the only condition. (laughs) And because we're not here, because we weren't there to like punish. We weren't there to punish people. Like we're like, this is what we do and we want you to experience it. And it's your choice. Like we're not trying to do something negative to you and especially being conscious that it's like two you know burly white dudes screaming their heads off and sweating like who needs that on stage right so we always were really cautious or thoughtful about trying to make sure the audience understood like we're here for this reason you're invited you don't have to be here it wasn't it's yeah it wasn't an antagonistic relationship with the audience and they, but for that one, they didn't get the gore warning. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Well, I've, I've got sometimes I get a little excited and I bleed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> like I, the, the guitar strings are like little knives. And Dave, Dave literally accidentally ripped off his fingernail during the set. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's, there's a, um, there's a, a, a collaboration I did with the Rita in Vancouver before oh leaving town. And yeah. it's even bloodier. Like I have oh. photos of the guitar. It looks like, it looks like a oh. fake horror scene that you oh. would expect on a noise record. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. it is, it looks like someone got murdered over my guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. It's just covered it just caught in blood. the fallout. Oh it's, man. I'm, Oof. I'm trying to mend my ways. Yeah, longer you know, picks. You know what else that makes me think about Gabe? What's that? Playing with Campbell Neal. Oh. When, oh. <laughs> when he like cut his face open. Oh. Or yeah. like all of the shows with Lucas Abela. Oh, of course. It's like emergency room like every third night. Oh. Well, you know, but, most of the stuff he could heal if he just put, you know, cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah, laceration is very it's a very clean wound. You know? Yeah. Um oh, but yeah, so we I mean, I think we were like really open to the audience like we didn't feel like we had to decide for the audience whether or not they would they were going to be into us like we were willing to give people a chance and we agreed to do things that a lot of people wouldn't agree to not just out of like i don't know i mean we just we were curious i think we were just willing to take a chance like we don't know if this is actually going to work but why not we one of my favorite examples of that is we had a, a show booked at i forget the name of it if it's the bug jar in Rochester, New York. What do <laughs> So they had, they had booked us with, uh, man, what is that collective that's there that was holding it down forever? Pengo. Pengo, that's right. Ah. So Pengo had booked the show. We were on the bill with Pengo. And then they get in touch with us and they're like, look, you got the show first. We're going to honor that. But we have to be honest, DOA and the Dickies are playing. And this <laughs> would be a really good show for us. And Pete and I were like, well... Can we just open? Yeah. 
for them. Like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you're so, like, yes. <laughs> yes. So we didn't even set up, you know, we rarely set up on stage back then. And, oh, yeah. and we didn't set up on stage. We set up, I feel like we set up like in the like cafe. I mean, I, or like on yeah. the floor in front of the stage. Yeah. Maybe 10 people actually watched us. It was a lot of older of punks. And, yeah. you know, no one was there for us except for Pingo. Yeah. Um, but this one guy, and I forget the shirt. I wish I could remember the shirt. I mean, he's wearing like a, a clash shirt or something, you know, or yeah. subhumans. I forget. But he's an old. He was like an older punk who probably had seen DOA's first tour, and he comes running up to us and he's like, "What? What? What? What do you call that? I mean, do, what do you call that?" I'm like, we, "Well, we call it noise." He's like, "Really? You call it? Really? You're not joking? You call it noise?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, I think of it as punk." He's like, "You do." Because it seemed like punk to me, but it Amazing. wasn't punk. And he was so fucking excited. Cool. And I was just like, that's worth that's, it. That's what it's for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We played we, we played some weird shows. Um, but there was this dude who was kind of like a, a really big fan of Yellow Swans. And like this weird, this little corner of Western Germany near like the French oh, border. Yeah. It was like. Our drive between, I think it was Brussels and and Torino. Mm. Well, so yeah. this dude is stoked. He sets up a show for us. I don't think he promoted it. There were no opening bands, and it was like at a, at a rec center. It was the only show in Germany that we were playing. Oh, God. So we like roll up. We like get dinner with him. We like set up sound check. Sounds great. And it's just like him and then like one other kid who's involved in the show. Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of like hanging out. We're like, no opening bands? No, nothing. <laughs> yeah, okay. always great. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and we're just just hanging out, like kind of waiting to start, you know, like whenever it's time. Yeah. And this car that's like totally full rolls up and it's like all these kids who drove hours from like Hamburg or somewhere. <laughs> Oh, and they get out of the car and they're like, we just drove like three hours to come see you guys. Amazing. So it's like the two kids involved in the show who are like big fans. And then these people who just drove a long way to like see us. Incredible. And it sounded really good in there. So we just like started playing and the vibe was really good. And like we finished what would be like our normal set. We're kind of like, should we keep playing? They're like, yeah. Well, we were just like, oh, we'll just keep playing until you think you got your money's worth. Don't <laughs> <laughs> put all this effort in. We just we ended up playing for like almost two hours. Oh my god! <laughs> oh Jesus! I mean, they went through more effort than we did to be there. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Know? Like we were getting oh. paid, and we had other places that we had to be there. So, like, this is the thing though. I was in Austria playing solo. Yeah. And I fully met two people who had been in the car. Oh, you didn't tell oh, me that. Oh, cool. That's amazing. Came to, that, came to that show and they were like, that was such a big deal. Like that was so special. Oh, cool. You know, like you guys really put on a good show for us. Like it was, it was like a really like special moment for them. And I was like, Oh, that's wow. so cool. Cause like, that was, that was a great experience for me. What what was one of the worst shows, or what what like comedically bad shows, regardless, yeah, personally think, or like situationally? There were, there were so many like very bleak tour situations that totally. I've run into like over the years. I think my 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 least favorite tour experience was when we were doing the Collective Jerk tour, and Gabe had made arrangements for us to crash on the floor of like the wolves in the throne room dudes <laughs> and it, it sounded like very nice and like but they weren't able to make it to the show so we just had like directions uh -huh. so and, and like a bunch you know it was olympia we were living in portland at the time all these people were going back to portland and <laughs> We ended up accidentally sleeping in the wrong house. They live on a farm, Calliope, and uh, Aaron is still there. Nathan's moved on, I think. And they had this sort of like other house on the property that they would rent out to people. And 
And the, based on, you know, there was this one house and it was like really nice and really fancy. And I was like, that can't be where the Wolves in the Throne Rooms guys live. <laughs> and it must yeah. be this cottage right across, you know, the, the parking spot. Yeah. And so we opened the door and there was like a little fire that had gone out. And I was like, well, they said that they had started a fire for us, but I thought it would still be going. But I guess this is it. And we just were all of us like exhausted. It was fucking cold. We had to get up super early the next day yeah. to get, get a fixed tire and drive to Arcata. <laughs> oh god and damn. so we like sleep in the in in there um freezing poor friggin carl bauer is like nearly dying from pneumonia <laughs> and the next morning we get up and we like pack our things and we walk and we leave a little note saying thanks sorry we missed you and we start walking to the car and then i i see aaron and he's like where were you guys i thought you were gonna come last night we're like we did we stayed in your place you're like oh that's not our place no, no, no. We had our stuff and we were loading out and we saw them in the house. And oh. it like it was a fire. It looked warm. Everybody was up in the kitchen doing stuff. And we had just realized that we had slept on the floor that we didn't know that we were sleeping there. Oh my god. That was really bleak. Thanks to everyone for joining me and speaking about their tour experiences be them incredible or horrific. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to 400 Floor wherever you get your podcasts. You can purchase it at 400floor.com. That's the number 400 and the word floor.com. 400 Floor is a podcast produced by Nina Protocol, where two musicians pair up to talk about their roots individually and together and reflect on the communities that shape them. We'll be back in a few weeks with another deep dive. Thanks for listening. <laughs>